and welcome to another episode of A Little Knowledge, the podcast that aims to work out just how dangerous a little knowledge really is. I am one of your hosts, Pat McCaffrey, and with me each and every week is the delightful Brendan Giuliani. Call me the word bird. The word bird. The word bird, Brendan Giuliani, or just the word bird? Or do you just want to be called bird? I shouldn't have to explain myself. <laughs> okay, Brendan's in a mood. Um, so Call uh, it a bird mood. <laughs> It's a bird mood in that you're vomiting food into your young children's mouths um, and and shitting on my car, which is quite <laughs> annoying. We said we wouldn't mention. Each and every week, we like to test each other on the sorts of things that we all really should know more about but don't because, you know, sometimes life is just all about that base. And this <laughs> week, <laughs> we are looking at the subject of like word origins and the origins of words. And uh, this will be interesting because like, I don't really have any qualifications in this at all, apart from the fact that I suppose like I'm a writer, so I work with words. Mm. But you on the other hand, Brendan, have, is it just a just a degree? Is it just a degree in um, linguistics? I have an honours degree in linguistics. Okay, so uh, you could have just said degree, but- I have a master's degree also. Okay. Cool. So I'm at a slight disadvantage. I have a degree of anger that you won't call me the word bird. Because <laughs> that's that's the call of the word bird. Bad bad. Bad bad. I'll go I'll go first, right? Can you explain where uh, the concept of this the the kind of EDM or the phrase uh, the ugly duckling or an ugly duckling comes from when someone's referred to as an ugly duckling? I feel like I heard a story about this as a child. It is a children's story. Yeah. No, I just mean people being like, you're ugly. <laughs> um, That's why I want you to call me the word. Well, it's, it's interesting because I, I have heard it before. The reason I bring this up is I've heard it used before to describe someone. You know that the, the concept now is like someone has glown up. Mm. You know, so they were perhaps like a bit plain looking as a kid, but then they turn out to be beautiful. When I was like growing up or a teenager adults would say about that same kind of person oh they're an ugly duckling aren't they as though like they're beautiful but i'm still calling them something with ugly in them because they'll become a swan that's yes. the story yes i don't know anything more about i feel like that story was uh in a golden do you remember those golden storybooks those oh, we didn't all read from gold storybooks, Brendan. You know, some of us grew up on the wrong side of the tracks, having to borrow books from the library. Adelaide doesn't have any people, tracks. People's piss all over them. Um, all over them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some people really hated The Little Prince. <laughs> um, Take that existentialism, children. <laughs> but so, can you remember anything about the story of the ugly duckling? There's a duckling, it's ugly, and it grows up into a swan, and everyone's like, oh, you were ugly, and now you're beautiful. We're not going to challenge the beauty ideal. Well, you see, that's interesting about it, because it's not ever accepted as an ugly duckling. No. It's only accepted because it's a beautiful swan. Yeah. Which kind of isn't that good a moral, really. I don't think these things have changed much. Well, no. But like the, the interesting thing about the story is I was reviewing, it's a Hans Christian Andersen story, and like most Hans Christian Andersen stories, they're much darker than like you think so mm, but also much whiter <laughs> yeah yeah the ugly duckling gets uh bullied and goes to live with some wild ducks and geese but hunters slaughter the wild ducks and geese so the ugly duckling has no one to hang out with 
Then it finds an old lady to live with, but the old lady's cat and hen tease the ugly duckling for being ugly, so it leaves. Then it tries to join a flock of geese, but can't fly, so the geese fly away. So, it, you know, it's too young to know how to fly, so it gets, you know, it can't live with them. Then a farmer rescues him, but the ugly duckling, for some reason, is scared of the farmer's children. Um, and then... Uh, the ugly duckling leaves the farmer, goes to hide in a cave near a lake, and the lake freezes over, and a flock of swans arrives. And here's the kicker. The ugly duckling decides to kill himself by throwing himself at the swans because death is better than a life of solitude and ugliness. <laughs> Think about that next time Whoa. call someone an ugly duckling. Yeah, and then it's only because the lake freezes over. Uh, that it, Sorry, the lake freezes over and then it melts. And he sees his reflection and realizes that he's actually a swan, not an ugly duckling. So his rampage of death. So he doesn't end up throwing himself, you know, in front of. I don't know. Like I know swans can be aggressive. <laughs> I don't know how he was. That's like suicide by cop. That's just like running at some swans, being like "fuck you, swans," and waiting for them to hit you with their necks. How do you kill a swan as a swan? Have, I, have you seen them fight with their necks though? They like whip their necks. Yeah. Back and forth. <laughs> there has been some weird pop culture references. I was not expecting whip my hair back and forth, and I came out with that bass. I don't even know who sings that. Is it Alicia Keys? Um, she's still I, popular, isn't she? It's not <laughs> Alicia Keys. Um, I'm very, I'm very plugged in with pop culture. But yeah, so the ugly duckling thing. It's not. It's not really a, a nice morality tale. Most of those old ones mm. are a little dark. I like that. I think they have complex themes for kids. Ugly kids. <laughs> I got one for you. Yeah. Under the weather. Under the weather. Well, I know what it means. It means like sick. Yeah. Mm. Uh, under the weather. Uh, yeah. Why does that mean sick? Under oh, have you been caught like in the rain, and that's what made you sick? So like you got rained on. Or? I think that's what why it's preserved. Why yeah, that makes sense to us. But the two etymologies that are competing are actually like opposites of each other in a way. Sailors, if, if the weather was bad and they were feeling sick, they would go under the weather bow. Oh, the like front of the boat. Is the bow the front or the back? I don't know. Why don't they just call it boat front? Yeah. Boat back. <laughs> Bottom bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, why, we, we should look into that in a future week. Uh, well, anyway, they would go under there and that would either be like karma under there. So you would like feel like get less sick there. Or it's apparently in this weather bow part, worse and like choppier and worse and therefore if you're in that part of the boat you'll feel sick but if it kept, if it kept weather. you safe why would it make you feel sick you know what i mean because it like is choppy oh, so okay. they're the two competing etymologies yeah yeah both boring yeah 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 <laughs> um uh yeah right and it's like like when are we talking that's not like someone on a yacht that's like don't know maybe it is the army hearties surely maybe okay um Next one for you. What about uh, the emperor has no clothes? I know this story. I don't know much about the story. Um, it's the emperor. There's some like trickster con man person. Mm. And he's like, I'll make you the best clothes ever. And the amazing thing is that they're invisible. 
and to you, but everyone sees them as amazing clothes. And the emperor's like, yeah, that's not sus. Slightly <laughs> different than that. Oh, really? Yeah. Who were they invisible to? To to the to the emperor no they, they they're swindling him by they say only a genius can see them which is why people go along with it they're like oh they don't want to be like an idiot who can't oh. see how amazing these clothes are so they're playing on the emperor's vanity oh yeah even though the emperor himself can't see them He's he's pretending he can. Oh, because he's like I'm a genius. Yeah, I don't want to. That wanna... is smart. Yeah, and so then at the end, who breaks the spell? Who's like, he's got no clothes on. Well, so look at that. Yeah, so he he's walking guys. through. <laughs> he's let's not body shame the emperor. I'm, it's um, not my voice. It's yeah. whoever did it. Who is it? Tell me. Uh, who came up with the story? No, who? Oh, who's the oh, person I think in it's a story? kid. He's walking through. Um. He's walking through the townsfolk, and the townsfolk are all pretending that they can see it as well. And then some kid says, "The emperor has no clothes." Um, and apparently, at the end of the story, um, the emperor realizes he's been fooled, and then continues walking more proudly than ever. <laughs> so he realizes he's be naked. Called the emperor's big dick. <laughs> <laughs> the emperor's chonk dong. <laughs> what? What's yeah. the point of that story? Well, the point of it. What? Yeah. Because I suppose you don't want to end with him being ashamed. So he doesn't get his comeuppance because he's so narcissistic and full well, of himself that he's like, doesn't yeah. matter if I go close Yeah. Well, but because I think Maybe the, he's a the genesis of the story is that he was so vain that he wasn't spending any money on the townspeople. He was just spending money on himself, which is why he was willing to spend so much money on these like crooks who were just going to like sell him an invisible outfit. Um, well. Yeah, and of course it's been memorialised in the Disney film The Emperor's New Groove. Uh, <laughs> Please call film? it a, a classic text. <laughs> um, oh, I could do a whole episode about that. I'm like, it's like a llama and he's got yeah. a groovy thing going on with his neck. Yeah, the, the llama's played by David Spade. Really? Yeah. There you go. And the groove is played by <laughs> Demi Moore. <laughs> um, here's my one. Beat around the bush. Who's doing the beating? And what's Ooh. the bush? It's George Bush. Halliburton. <laughs> George Bush is beaten He's by Halliburton. He's being beaten over the head with the UN Charter of Human Rights yeah. by Hans Blix all over Bush's head. Hans Blix. <laughs> yeah. Remember when someone threw, a Iraqi guy threw a slipper? Shoes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, wish, I wish it came from that. Yeah, yeah. What that, if, what about if the, no? It what actually it was? It was the, the first time it was um, someone throwing a series of beetroots at George H. W. Bush, um, <laughs> and none of them hit. Um, but it was memorialized in a photo for the New York Times, and uh, yeah, they're like, ah, oh, the beats around the bush. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so tough. <laughs> oh God. Um, uh, so, so you don't know? <laughs> I, <laughs> no, no, I'm getting there. I think you were only allowed to physically assault people if you were within the vicinity of some kind of bush. Yeah, um, George Bush. A yeah. war criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting it go. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. A million dead Iraqis, Pat. You forget yeah. that. <laughs> Just because it's a comedy show doesn't mean it didn't happen. Uh, no, you'll have to tell me. Beat around the bush. It comes from uh, hunting like pheasant in Britain. And in order to draw the birds out, you would beat bushes oh. but you haven't got to the main event yet which is killing the killing birds. them yeah which is fun you know? oh i see so to beat around the bush is to avoid 
the main event. Yes, yes. I see. Stop beating around the bush and shoot the bird in the face for fun. The word bird? Is the word bird going to get shot in the face? No one shoots the word bird. No, the word bird always shoots first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've got another one for you because this one uh, annoys me a lot. (gasps) My next one is also annoys me. Okay. Oh, God, it's the same Um, one. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is the Midas touch. Oh, no, it's not the same one. Yeah. Like Um, the... um, Kind of like bow repairs place <laughs> that does your car. Yeah. The Midas Touch. Yeah. Oh, Tony out back, he'll do a bloody good job for you. Yeah. Um, no, but what about what about the Midas Touch? Where, where does that come from? What is it about? King Midas. Mm, I'm sussing out why it annoys you now because I think I know mm. the thing people say. I think what people get wrong about this story is they're like, oh, Maddie Lloyd's got the Midas Touch because it's, it's all good. He's yes. winning all the games. Yeah. When it's a tragically ironic story, Mm. he wants to be wealthy, touches everything, turns to gold. And so he tries to eat and it turns to gold Mm. and he turns his wife and children to gold. And it's all this. Yeah. Yeah. So in one story, he dies of, in one version of the story, he dies of starvation because he can't eat. Mm. You know, like, so he orders his servants to lay out a feast, but when he tries to eat or drink, he can't, like, it all just turns to gold instantly. He's Um, just going to throw it in his mouth like a dog. But see, wouldn't it still, as soon as it touches him? Midas goes wacko. Yeah. I am interested as a like, almost the way a Lord of the Rings nerd is, where I'm like, when it touches his tongue, does it turn <laughs> to gold? When it touches his stomach? Well, because I think all he says is anything I touch will turn to gold. And he gets that wish granted for him. Mm. Um, but yeah, so every time it appears in like, particularly media, they say, oh, he's got the Midas touch. Everything he touches turns to gold. It's like, no, that's a tragedy. It's a tragic story. Well, my one that annoys me, what's wrong with this sentence? Ah, the proof is in the pudding. Oh, yeah, okay. Because the actual saying is the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Yeah. Yeah. Because you eat the pudding, but if it's good or not, is you find out when you eat it. Mm. If you say the proof is in the pudding, that's the opposite of the original idiom. That implies there's some philosophical proof to be found in the pudding itself. Mm. Yeah. I, I, the same is true. I never understood you can't have your cake and eat it too until it was explained to me. I think that's fine. I know people have a problem with that. I've thought about it a lot. I don't have a problem with have your cake and eat it too. Because it means you can't have it and then eat it because you've had it yeah. already. Yeah. But I don't think that's obvious. I think like... I, th- I never had a problem with that. Yeah, okay. Well, Mr. Advanced in the class. Um, Master's degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got one that I think annoys... Or maybe it doesn't annoy you. Um, what about it's a dog eat dog world? Oh, yeah. This I got a whole rant on this. Yeah, what? strap in, folks. The word bird, <laughs> the word bird takes flight. <laughs> um, okay, dog eat dog world. People say it so casually, like I don't know, at work, it'll be like, oh, you know, Jenny got promoted, and it's like it's a dog eat dog world. Dog eat dog world is saying that. Both you are a dog. <laughs> Everyone you know and love is also a dog. Mm. And in this dystopian, <laughs> apocalyptic world of dogs, the only way to get ahead is to eat each other. Yeah. You are a dog and you eat your own kind. <laughs> yeah. And that's said just casually. <laughs> and if you don't eat them, they will eat you. Your family, <laughs> your friends, strangers. We're all cannibalistic dogs. Yeah. Yeah. 
And um, the Gen Y version. Doggo eat doggo world. <laughs> doggo drink wine world. Doggo drink wino. Oh. Um, it's dog o'clock. I can't actually, yeah, I can't. It's dog o'clock. I can't work out where it comes from. Dog eat dog world. It's dog o'clock. Better eat my cousins. <laughs> I need to get ahead. I'll eat everything dear to me. <laughs> And then be left with nothing. But that's fine, because that's how the world operates. Because oh, there's also an I've implication... I've got the TikTok touch. Everything I touch turns to doggos. <laughs> there's also... Hashtag no filter. Everything... There's an implication in it as well. That, like, it's a doggy dog world, and that's unchangeable. Like, there's no way we could, as dogs, just unionize and decide to stop eating each other. Yeah. Or, like, have an agreement where we're like, Hey, guys, why don't we find another food source? <laughs> um, Word notes. The closest thing I can find, though, to, like, a reason for this existing, um, or the, the, the beginning of it, was that it is the opposite of a famous Latin phrase, canis caninum non est, meaning a dog does not eat the flesh of a dog. Um, it's the literal opposite of... Yes, yeah, so... As in, it shouldn't be a dog-eat-dog world. Yeah. What the hell, people? Yeah. That happens all the time with idioms, generally. Where the idiom has a good meaning and then people just reverse it. And they're like, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, it's like, it's like, it's, it's the English language equivalent of playing a vinyl backwards and getting satanic worshipping instructions on it. Yeah, it's my sweet Satan. <laughs> that's the one. That's actually. Oh, really? Which album's that? Dark uh, Side of the Moon? No, that's uh, uh, Stairway to Heaven. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember me as like a 14-year-old being like, whoa. Why do we, Patrick, ride shotgun? Ooh, riding, is riding shotgun like in, um, does it come from those amazing motorbikes that have the little sidecar in them? No. Is that, no? no that's more fun. Yeah, because that, have you ever seen, do you remember that cooking show, Two Fat Ladies? Mm. They used to get around in one of them. And just shoot people. Yeah, it was one of the most comfortably racist cooking shows I've ever seen. Um... Uh, what, is, what league is that? <laughs> that along they with do that at the Baptist, probably MasterChef. <laughs> um, uh, um, riding shotgun, riding shotgun. Was it the follow-up to riding solo? Um, <laughs> riding shotgun. Nah, I've got no idea. Is it, does it relate to the weapon? It comes from the American West. Does it? Oh, does it relate to riding horses? Is no. Way, no. So the American West, dangerous place, you know, wild in other wild idioms, West. wild yeah. west, etc. When you would have a coach or like horse and carriage with any sort of gold or cash or valuable thing as security, you would need someone in the front oh. with a shotgun as the defendant and the other person driving mm-hmm. the, the cart. So they're literally just like armed security. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Which, Which is now what it means when 10-year-olds say shotgun. Yeah, so now it just means In someone. America. <laughs> oh, yeah. Think about it. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah. Let's get, let's get some more Australian celebrities making jokes about America's gun culture. Yeah, America. Yeah. Hey, Pat. America. Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? A gun. <laughs> think about it. I just, No, think, seriously, yeah, think about think it. Think about it, yeah. America loves guns more than yeah. they love cheeseburgers. Um, there are more guns in America than people and cheeseburgers and people eating cheeseburgers. Oh combined. my god, that is so many! It's a gun eat dog. You world. know they don't even have health care in America. That's because they've 
so many guns more but than they healthcare. have to buy insurance for their guns oh, it they, would be true they actually ride shotguns in america they put them between their legs to play quidditch that's what they do <laughs> i mean it's hard to where we're making fun of ourselves but then you're like your gun culture is fucked <laughs> yeah but I, I just, that's the two sides right yeah. um buy so, a gun <laughs> so riding a shotgun now just means riding like in the front in the, the front, front? Yeah. yeah okay okay Pat, to ease you gently into our next segment i want and you can't do this i'm just going to tell you a story okay um let me get my little cup of horlicks in my rug there <laughs> there is a link <laughs> there's an etymological link between the word neanderthal and the word dollar whoa this blew my little mind well as you'll hear it comes from the german tal meaning valley Cognate with the English word dale. Uphill and down dale? Yeah, that kind of that dale. That kind of dale. So, Not just some bloke who works in a fish and chip shop. <laughs> in the six... Oh, you, you hope he works. If you, can, if you can get him. He's on his last chance. Yeah. In the 16th century, our story begins. With the rise of humanism, the Renaissance... This is from Etym Online. Fantastic website. Really mm-hmm. recommend in Germany, Careful, they're not they're not sponsoring us yet. So. <laughs> I want that sweet etymology cash. Oh yeah. Oh, there's money in that. It's rain and cash. <laughs> Our story begins in the 16th century, um, and scholars in Germany start to translate their surnames into Latin and Greek as a fashion. Right. Because they're like, oh, the, I want to be just like Plato the classics, and amazing. Yeah, they're so yeah. good. So, like, one family that does that is the Schmidt family and they become Schmidt, which means Smith, becomes Faber and they become the Faber Castell pencil people. Another one is the Kremer, which means shopkeeper, uh, who signed his maps as Mercator, the Mercado map projection, which is like the Mercado. No no. <laughs> but no. you know, let's just say yes to keep yeah. moving on. Like the the, the map that everyone everyone has. Um, anyway, an intellectual man called Newman, Newman, turns his name into Neander, Latin for Newman, and his grandson, Joaquin, wrote all these hymns, which were awesome. They were like, oh my God, what a banger. And so the townspeople named this valley after him. And then that valley, the Neander Tal, is where they discover in the 1860s these new fossils. That's one half of the story. Yeah. And How then, does that come to mean dollar, though? Well, tal, which means valley, is the source of the word dollar because in the 1550s, it comes from the word dollar, which is from Low German, which is an abbreviation of Joachim's Thaler, which was a coin that was minted in the Valley of Joachim. Whoa. In Germany. Okay. That is the link between those two. And I'm just like melting here. Shit. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> All right, Patrick, you're going to get a little, little spicy little quiz. Mm. Tell me, what links these words? Bandana, bangle, cheetah, cot, cushy, dinghy, juggernaut, Punch, thug, veranda. That's too many. 
There's more than this, but that's what, what I'm going to give links? you. Links, bangle and cheetah, and cot and cushy, dingy, thug. Uh, okay, is it related to like when they came into use? Yes, and where? And when you say cheetah, like the like animal. The animal. Uh, when and where they came into use? Bangle, cheetah, bangle like Bengal tiger, which is like a cheetah. Uh huh. Um. Is it going to be like related to some kind of like exploration or discovery? Yeah, or you're like, really on the oh right my track. God, yeah. yes. Uh, I'm fucking nailing this. Uh, Charles Darwin. Oh, bam, bam. oh no. I was so excited. And... Tell me and then pretend I said it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that was. You got there in a roundabout way, which was wrong. Like Bengal, Bengal. No. But. Um, <laughs> They're all from India. Ah. These okay. words came when the British colonized India. All right, Pat, giblets 2.0. <laughs> Tickle alert. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, this is also related to India. What's the deal with Zeus? The Greek? Yeah, Zeus. Yeah. Uh, Latin, Deus. Mm. Hindi, Deva. Mm. Latin, Jupiter. Mm. Why do they all sound the same? What's going on? Uh, What's going on? Is that where we get the word deity from? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's what? They must. Well, these gods. Is there a root that they all share? Yeah. yeah? Uh, Just like NRL players. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Aphrodite, but yeah. Um, uh, so they all shared is it de de which could also be j for jupiter like is it a, the root of the word so the root is from indo-europe indo-european proto-indo-european yeah i mean you can't for you can't for reconstruct proto-indo-european no. in a little studio no. in melbourne i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep using letters of the alphabet until you say yes but i don't know what i'm saying yes sure. to yeah Z. what am i saying yes to which word am i am i getting the root right the root is deus Oh, right. Okay. That was my next guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're talking about India. The When the English arrive in India, they're spookified. No, they're not spookified yet. So, some uh, scholars get spookified a mm. little later mm. when they're like, what? This Sanskrit language has got some funny things that sound like Greek and sound like Latin. It's a quality English accent. I'm from England. <laughs> I like to eat pies. <laughs> okay, I'm more confused now. Um, I don't. I don't see how. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So they found they found evidence of a language that looked like Greek, and they're like, "What's going on? Indians, Greeks? What's this? And different people." Mm. Um, and what's going on is that this was the discovery that northern Indians and Europeans come from the same people. They're the same people. Who have... Which is why they both love Dolmades. <laughs> I, that's untrue and offensive to both <laughs> hemispheres. Um, the people have spread across um, Eurasia over the last 6,000 years from probably originally somewhere around like Ukraine. Mm. And from Ukraine? Yeah. And they've spread... Some have gone... Ukraine does not get enough credit for that. Some have gone... Everyone's just like, oh, Ukraine, borscht and... You know, Chernobyl. But that's why Putin's so angry. Mm, that's why he wants it back. Yes. 
yeah. the 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 root of all these words. Yeah. Um, and the Indo-Europeans, the Indo-Europeans spread across Eurasia, west into Europe, and uh, southeast into Iran and India, and they bring their mythology with them, but they they lose sight of the fact that they are the same people because it's done over like six thousand years. Mm. Um, and they all share these words for gods. So Dios in like 6,000 years ago, also Dios Peter was Father Daylight Sky God. Whoa. Uh, that is a job title. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah, here's my business card. I am Father Daylight. What was it? Father Daylight Sky God. Sky God. You're like, I am paying attention to you. Yeah. I am keeping this. Yeah. Well, very like um male patriarchal god seems to be um and associated with like the bright sky and like king of the gods sort yeah, of thing it's daylight yeah it's bright. and it's not an achievement and so say that word again day del oh yep root of the word day um also root of the word til like from uh tiwas a German god, which became Tuesday. Ooh. So all these gods come from this root. It's fantastic. <laughs> mm. But they didn't know it. The gods didn't either. No. No. The gods were just like, what are these people doing with these names for gods? They're just turning it into different shit. Uh, give me milk and cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, all days of the week were Dales, which was confusing for them. <laughs> Dales Day, Dales yeah. Day 2, <laughs> Dales day, day, day 3, Take Back the Streets. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stay on the Dels train. Mm -hmm. Which which ran on those tracks that the Indians built so well once the English told them to, you know? Pat has an interesting view of history. (laughs) One that is probably going to be sponsored by the Australians. It's it's why it's so annoying when people are like, oh, communism failed, like it was a complete failure. But then like when you say, well, colonialism was bad, people are like, wow, those railways were fantastic, though, (laughs) weren't they? Fetch me more moustache wax. That is what people say. Yeah. Um, what, okay, staying on that train, what links these words? Chili, chipotle, chocolate, avocado, tomato. Okay. Um, I feel like chili and chocolate are like South American, like, ingredients. So I feel like we're in that part of the world. Um, but I don't know much about the history of South America. Um, did Col- was Columbus South America? Um, is that why so many of them started with C? You know, was the, were they, uh, was the word for chili originally hilly, but he was just like, whack a C in front of that one for me? Or? It started so well. <laughs> it was hocklet, and he was just like, whack a C in front of that one for me. That's where, that's where copyright comes from. The copyright symbol is a C in a circle because Christopher Columbus tried to copyright so many words by putting a C in front of them. <laughs> the point at which your answer started going downhill was when you said, is Columbus South America? <laughs> and from that point on, it never came back. But the start was good. Yeah. These words all come from Nahuatl, the language of the Aztec right. people. The Aztecs, did they invent the wheel? I don't know. Mm. Okay. Very, very interesting people. Mm. Like, brutal people. Mm. You know the um, Spanish pretty much invaded with the help of other groups that the Aztecs subjugated so that Spanish arrive and they were like we're going to take over this place and brutalize it 
who wants to help and all these like <laughs> slave like everyone yeah, yeah yeah kind of wow so and and what the spanish couldn't have done it without they them? couldn't yeah yes amazing so that's why you treat your neighbors well people because if the yeah. colonial empire arrives mm. they'll turn on you that's a morality tale that hans christian anderson really could have worked on <laughs> um so all ugly, those words ugly duckling too the ugly duckling gets all of those slaughtered geese back from the dead to take on the farmer <laughs> revenge of ugly <laughs> um so all those words come from nahuatl the language of the aztecs so if you hear this tl tl mm. sound that's classic nahuatl does that mean uh slavoj zizek is nahuatl oh yeah and then slavoj zizek is the the reincarnation of quetzalcoatl <laughs> the feathered snake god you know who that. was famously a Marxist. <laughs> <laughs> Again, do, wait, does Zizek come from Ukraine? No, oh. he's Slovenian. Okay. Um, I thought this was going to be a link back to Ukraine spawning everything. Mm. Mm. Chocolate, chocolate, uh, avocado, ahuacatl, which may, also means testicle. Because ah. it looks like a testicle. Looks like a testicle. And mm-hmm. tomatl, tomato. <laughs> And let's go back to Australia, Cobba. <laughs> you know? Let's go and get a bit down under. Good Lord. Pat, what does the word kangaroo mean? Oh, everyone knows the oh, story. Oh, well, everyone thinks the story is that some English colonialist was asking an indigenous tribe about what those animals over there were called and he pointed at them and the, the folk story is that you know one of the indigenous people used the word for you know i can't understand you or something which was kangaroo which is how they got their name which is not true but that is like a story that uh, i think gets told to make colonization sound nicer than it was yeah um, definitely yeah it's these like, stories are all around the world that you hear the same vibe of story yeah. being as if as if colonization happened in like half an hour. Yeah, and like well, they and arrived, were like, "What's that animal?" And yeah. they're like, "I don't know." And then they all had a laugh, and then yeah. you know, you get New York City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, other than that, actually, this is terrible. I know that's not true, but I actually don't know what the truth is. Also. It wasn't known for like hundreds of years. Only in 1980. Whoa. With um, this famous Australian linguist Dixon. Um, figured out that it was probably from a language from northern Queensland called Gugu Yimada, um, which is, and the word is Gangurru, and it means large black kangaroo. means what? Large, large black kangaroo. A large black kangaroo. Oh, I see. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, I guess, standard. It's like, what's that called? Yeah. This is what it's yeah. called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people weren't idiots. Yeah. They were able to communicate with each other. But it wasn't this like, oh, oh my goodness. It's <laughs> like buddy, com- like everybody loves Raymond of the <laughs> 1780s. That language, Google Yimata, yeah. is famous in linguistic circles for, it's a bit contentious, but in some way they use cardinal directions as directions. So they won't, they won't say turn left, turn right or it's to the left, it's to the right, it's up, down, they'll say it's to the north. So like, uh-huh. Pat, your bag is in the north corner right. of the room. Yeah, I see. And because of that, they're famous for having a much better spatial awareness because they're constantly keeping track of direction because you have to. 
if you want to say go over there you have to be like well, I see. where is there it's amazing it's can i just like just can we stop and appreciate that when you said this language is famous in linguistic <laughs> circles that is the nerdiest you have ever sounded it was like you were at a conference and everyone had come dressed as their favorite language you know oh, like, i would yeah. love that i would come as nahuatl <laughs> Yeah, but you'd come as Slavoj Žižek speaking Nahuatl. Oh, can I please do that? <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe we do it right now. <laughs> that is it. Uh, I have been Pat McCaffrey. Uh, sitting opposite me has been Brendan. If you like, uh, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at ALK Podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Pat McCaffrey. And you can find this podcast wherever you get uh, your podcast from. Please like and subscribe. Uh, that has been us for another week. Bye. Bye. Thank you. A little knowledge.